0: I now had my foot in the new National Theatre Company, which opened at the Old Vic on the 22nd of October 1963, the exact date of my 25th birthday. Imagine my luck, for in that first production, that of Hamlet, with Peter O'Toole in the title role, I was understudying Jeremy Brett, who was cast as Laertes, when he suddenly left the cast for Hollywood— Jeremy would become marvellous and famous in the future as Sherlock Holmes, but people hardly remember that he was a very fine classical actor. Warner Brothers offered him a contract to play Freddie Einsfoot Hill in the Hollywood version of My Fair Lady. So here was I, a greenhorn in the relatively major role of Laertes, playing alongside Peter O'Toole in the title role with Redgrave as Claudius. Rehearsals of Hamlet were bumpy and unpredictable, and somehow a good rapport between Sir and Peter failed to get off the ground. Peter wanted a shortened version of two and a half hours, while Olivier insisted on the uncut version, which takes nearly double that. Then, too, Peter wanted to wear a beard. Olivier made him be clean-shaven, with dyed blonde hair, of course, Peter worshipped the very ground Olivier trod on, like everyone else in the company, and, as he put it, I'm hooked on Larry Olivia. He's sat on the top of Everest and waved down at the Sherpas. But it hardly stopped him being defiant. I fell into a bad scrape with Sir over my sword-fight with Peter at the end— "'We were practising, and Peter didn't care for the movements that had been arranged by the fight director, as he wanted it to have more swash and buckle, so he said to me, "'Let's go up to the rehearsal room and work out our own fight.' "'We did. There was a lot of me slashing at his feet, and he would jump, and then I would slash at his head, and he would duck. He would jump on tables and turn them over, and imaginary furniture would fly in all directions, very Errol Flynn. We rehearsed it pretty savagely for several days.' One day, the inevitable happened. I cut at his head, and he jumped, instead of ducking, and the sword went right across his cheek. It hit with the flat of the sword, fortunately, not the edge, so it didn't cut him. It just produced a wheel, just this terrible red mark. I was far more scared than he was. He took me to his dressing-room and gave me a brandy. Next day, Sir Lawrence called me into his office. "'I hear you had an accident yesterday,' Sir said. "'Yes,' I replied, and explained what had happened. "'Well, it really doesn't matter whose fault it was, or how it happened, but it happened. You do realise he's a film star, and you do realise he's only doing twenty-eight performances of Hamlet, and then he's going off to make a film of Lord Jim. So if you cut him, they can't photograph him. His agent has been on the phone, and there is now an insurance on him for sixty thousand pounds.' the rehearsals were fraught for reasons other than star and director not seeing eye to eye. Michael Gambon, who was holding a spear in this production, recalls that O'Toole turned up in evening dress after having been out drinking all night. There was a lot riding on Olivia's inaugural production, and his choice of O'Toole, at the height of his fame as Lawrence of Arabia, was a high-risk strategy, especially with no pre-London opening when we did open, it was even worse, for the critics, to a man, hated it. They hated Peter, and they hated the production. They had put in a new revolving stage at the Old Vic, new seating, new sound systems. As the set was too heavy for the revolve, on two occasions, maybe three, the revolve broke down. The first time this happened, Sir came on, and told the audience there would have to be a pause in the proceedings while they winched Elsinore Castle into place. As he entered with a walking-stick, this was, for most of the audience, probably worth the price of admission. But the second time it happened, we had all begun to make our entrances.' At the start, the battlements were facing the audience, and there was the ghost of Hamlet's father, positioned high up on the tower. Then the whole stage would revolve, so we were now inside the castle, while the battlements, turned inside out, were at the back. We were proceeding on to stage when suddenly the whole structure shuddered to a halt. We knew from now on it would be winched by hands below stage, and a number of us— or rather everyone, in full view of the audience, decided to grab a bit of the set and start pushing hard to give a hand to the winching and the stage star.